Welcome everybody to the Sons of Thunder podcast. This is the podcast where we are seeking joy in the fight while fighting for joy in our lives and we want you to join with us. We may get loud and we may yell from time to time and to be honest there is much to be angry about but our goal is to laugh heartily while we fight knowing that our King Jesus has already won it. It just might come with a whole lot of blood bloodshed. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I brought up that topic, and I thought it was a legitimate question about, you know, when is... And, and I was trying to do it so that it was <laughs> not inflammatory. Like, it was a serious question. Mm-hmm. Chris not trying at, to be inflammatory. Seriously, it was right. at what point... Is it? You just have these weird okay. thought experiments that you play on me, where all of a sudden, oh, you should have seen his face. <laughs> we're recording now. You we're can, recording now already. You tell, actually, you could tell his face just like <laughs> clonk. Like, what did you just say? Just, what? How am I going <laughs> to so edit just, the podcast to so take I that just, out? Well, as the saying goes, the silence was deafening. <laughs> it was. It was uh, uh, awesome. I did the best I could to edit, but. There's only so There's much only editing so one much and one can do, and <laughs> like, let's be honest. I mean, we we hear Chris like without with with all the editing, we know he's a little rough around the edges. You, you know can say that he is, but uh, yeah, that was a direct quote. I apologized. I apologize to you. I should just apologize to your wife. Speaking of your wife, you should just apologize at the start of every episode for whatever's going to come out of your mouth. Uh, yeah, white. Guilt. Speaking of your wife, so my wife never listens to the podcast. Except she received a phone call <laughs> from your wife. And guess whose idea it was? That was your idea. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, 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 wait. She was going to text. And then I was like, no, 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 no. You got to call. And I know exactly where we were. We had just left Claire's home. Just passing, just past Granham. And, I, and then we heard you going off. And my wife just starts laughing about your little book thing. And I'm like, that sounds familiar. That definitely sounds familiar. <laughs> But oh, she, uh, so I get home. So anyway, my wife, mm-hmm. she's in the mailbag this week. Oh. My wife says. Well, you didn't call her a mailbag, did you? I did not call her a mailbag. Okay, bag it's clarifying. Clarifying. Uh, no, that would be rude. Chris is a mailbag. And she's, uh, she's a blue belt in jujitsu <laughs> and uh, black belt in karate, so I know better. She, in the mailbag this week, has said, I need, I need three corrections from last, from last uh, uh, podcast. Number okay. one, the very fact that she's the one that does the budget. I can I can hide anything I want. It's still going to get found out. She does the budget. So I'm, I wasn't fooling anybody. The second thing is I'm an idiot because if I'm going to hide books that I bring home. Before you even finish that, I could have told you that. Yeah, I know. Like, but go ahead. But when you hide books, don't hide them in plain sight. Like when she walks in the door and looks down and goes, oh, there's a mm-hmm. bag full of books here. Uh, and, and thirdly... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need to know that, that she has friends. She doesn't listen to the podcast because she gets to listen to this all day. Right. But she's got friends that that listen to the podcast. Huh. And so friends that apparently are going to rat me out. Rat you out. I just <laughs> want to say I want to take the credit today for your wife listening to the podcast because you know what? I basically like, let's be honest, I'm my family is the majority of your listenership. Like, let's that's be true. real here. We, I mean, if we include, we, we, we encompass seven, if we include kids, 
So when you guys start cursing on the podcast, you only get two from us instead of seven. So if you want to like quadruple the listenership, let's just keep her family friendly. And, eh? well, and that's the for that's the record. The I've been I've been limiting that for quite some time now. I know it's almost like you're trying to be a Christian. I'm trying to be a Baptist some days. A Baptist. <laughs> wow. Well, thank the Lord. Trying to trying to emulate Jesus and the Apostle Paul. Way to go. That's what I like to hear. You're one of those who thinks that who thinks that uh, <laughs> when he well, gets Baptist, to heaven, they're going to be surrounded by John the Baptist, right? John the Baptist was a Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to all those KJVers, onlys. Oh boy! All right, we're we're four this minutes into this rambling thing already. We better get this thing going. Okay, I so did hit record. So this week is brought to you by Singleton. Uh, I think it's not a. The Singleton is a a. Uh, it's a single malt scotch. Whiskey. Oh, it is a single malt scotch. Twelve there years go. old. Nice, and it's good. And wait, the wait, other, wait, wait, wait. Uh, this is an apple juice. No, no that's not apple oh, juice. Crap. No. Yeah, <laughs> my Baptist radar is going off right now. My Baptist, <laughs> my Baptist spidey senses are going off here. You're drinking <laughs> Margaret Thatcher's famous grouse, mm. and that's what I'm drinking as well. So, so welcome to the do you show. You like it? Hallelujah! All Praise right, God, Amen. So we're uh, we're one of us is happy that you're here. Mm-hmm. The other Thanks, one, Ryan. You're welcome, brother. <laughs> so good one's, to see you, man. The other one's not sure. So uh, uh, we have Josh Kreese. Uh, do you want to introduce uh, Josh Kreese to us? Well, not you already introduced him. Well, he's just Josh Kreese. Why is he here? Uh, all right. So I'm going to introduce Josh Kreese again. Joshua Kreese for music. That's, that's how you can find me. Joshua. He is a Joshua. Yeah. You go by your full name. I, I do. Lame. That's my artist name. That's yeah. the moniker. How so. much? So you make you make everybody call you Josh, but. No, there's actually just... a really funny story as to how this started. Uh, sorry, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, but yeah, yeah. he's this is Joshua Kreese. He's a Wrath and Grace recording artist. Good to have you on the show. Now finish your story about your name and, your, and, and how complicated it's it is. It's average to have you on the show. No, it's just funny because like my artist name started with um, my the only person that used to call me Joshua was my wife. And it was normally when I was in trouble. Actually, that's not true. She just always calls me Joshua, and it's really weird. And I used to tell her, I'm like, you, you remind me of my mom. And I know every wife loves to hear that. So mm. <laughs> you remind well me done. of my mother because you You, you didn't say me. that while, while you are at the end of watching Netflix, were you? Because <laughs> that was a disappointing evening, I bet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Netflix and chill. Well, I have five kids, so I mean, if does that answer your question? <laughs> I know. If it didn't happen that night, it was another night. I get it. I get it. So, so anyways, I got yeah. five kids too. I know. There, there you go. There you go. Like a good Presbyterian boy. That's right. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> I feel Presbyterian sometimes. Yeah. I definitely love mm. how you guys love kids. Beauty. But anyways, she she called me by my full name, and I always used to think it was really weird. And then uh, I don't know. Like I just got tired of like having these moniker names, and like I used to go by Aeon, All or Nothing. It was really weird, and. Then I just switched to my full name, and I never looked back. Never looked back. You were Aeon? <laughs> don't don't start. I, I already know. Oh, it's man. Really bad. We could go back into unbelieving names. <laughs> Let's just not do that. Let's just keep it there. All right. That's a part of my past I like to forget. All right? As far That's as I'm right. concerned, it's been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. There you go. There you go. Everybody's, <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Every, Hallelujah. Everybody's got to leave their cultural appropriation behind them. <laughs> Okay, I thought I was going to make the woke jokes here. What's going on, man? Come on. Oh, man. Like, so, yeah, Sons of Son of Thunder, stop stealing mine. 
Okay, anyways, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you know, I can't take you seriously when you're switching back and forth between scotch yeah, and scotch Starbucks. Scotch and then and then your floofy drink. It's like, delicious. I chase the scotch with a flat white. It's why perfect. do you have to chase Yeah, never mind. Well, I'm a Baptist. Yeah, that's right. true. That's how we do. We don't drink like you present. Can I get do. you some grape juice? Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess that is what the Protestant Pope approves of. That is true. MacArthur does love his grape juice. We can mm-hmm. stick with that. No, no that's we're okay. all good. So, Josh, the reason why I wanted to have you on the show, I've been wanting to do this for a while, is because I do like your music, and I've noticed that you really do focus your efforts on speaking to our culture and what's happening. So, obviously, one of your most recent releases is a bit of an affront to most of the Christian church. <laughs> As it oh, should you be. You ain't heard nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was I was going to wait to have you on until that one gets released, but that, that one's still a work in prog- progress, is it? Oh, it is, but I'm a lot more excited for that one than I was for <laughs> Open the Doors, I'll tell All you. All right, that. well, let's talk about Open the Doors a little bit. Um, if you guys have not had the chance, go to your iTunes or... You on Spotify, Spotify too? Spotify, yep. Look up, is it, what do, what do they Joshua do? Joshua Crease. Joshua so Crease. You, actually, that. Spell it out for people. So it's uh, J-O-S-H, like Josh, and then U-A, mm-hmm. and then K-R-I-E-S-E. All right. Now, if you want to open the doors, you have to look up Wrath and Grace. That's where you'll find it. So look up Wrath and Grace on Spotify, and you can Perfect. find that there. And most of the stuff that comes out in the future will be under Wrath and Grace as okay. well. So. Sweet. Punching that in now. You're looking it up, are you, on your phone? I, I am, yeah. The old Google machine? The old... You're like, I can well, hardly actually... wait to follow it so I can not listen to it. I'm actually... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw Is a little bit of, I'll just... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No. I'll just throw a little bit of Southern twang in there for you, Chris, and then you'll start listening to it all the time. <laughs> some some dirty old country music. Mm. Okay, so I okay, I'm yeah. having trouble I'll, finding it on I know. Spotify. You're, you're, so. you're, you're old. I understand. So mm-hmm. uh, as a young man, I will help you out with this. There you so go. So just wrath if, and so I I know you probably didn't do well with spelling, but and is a n d. That's what I had. Perfect. There you go. Wrath and grace. Where's Definitely the picture? Uh, your phone is a Samsung, so it's. Lagging. It's lagging. I see. Time to come mm-hmm. to uh, time to come to iPhone land. Well, it says I'm following. <laughs> I was already following. No, you're welcome. I just hit follow. Oh, did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Two thousand one hundred and seventy-two monthly listeners. Well done. It's not me, man. That's Wrath and Grace. Well, I know. I got like hundred and forty. <laughs> but you are. You're just part of Wrath. Okay, so explain I the work difference. With, I, I work with them. Yeah. So I'm just an artist. So Wrath and Grace is a is a Christian hip hop label. They've been around for a while. It's I've a always... it's a label. It is, and I've always loved Wrath and Grace simply because, it, it, in order to work with them, like we're, we're we're in the we're in the works right now of hopefully working out some contracts where to sign, you have to give your pastor's info, you have to tell us what <clears throat> church you're a part of, how long you've been a member, we have to like contact them wow. every year to see how you're doing, to ask like, is this person fit to actually do ministry, huh. or should we not? like continue in this endeavor with them. Like, do you need to do a little bit more discipleship work here? Because again, there's like in Christian hip hop land, which is a little bit different than where we're from (laughs) up in Canada. (laughs) The, the amount of apostasy right now is just like unprecedented. It's crazy. Like artists that I like over the past 10 years were like my favorite artists have become like blatant apostates. Wow. Can you name one? 
Uh, yeah, Javon McKenzie. Um, you got guys like, well, I don't want to name too many names. Another name would be Ishan Burgundy. He's okay. he became a Black Hebrew Israelite. Oops. So yeah, oops. Uh, there were guys that were signed to Wrath and Grace that have become apostates and been cut from the label, and that's why we're really working to be very careful with gotcha. who we work with. Where would you stick a guy like Shylin? And probably not where you would. <laughs> and probably not in the same place Wrath and Grace would either. <laughs> no, I mean, um, Shylin. I, I personally don't have an issue with Shylin. Uh, I read his book that came out. I didn't, I, I liked it. I didn't agree with every little thing in it. I wasn't as critical of it as some, some people were that I know that read it. But uh, there's one really helpful chapter in there that I liked. He uh, spoke about the reason why he still reads Edwards in the midst mm. of these times and how a lot of people won't read Edwards because he owned a slave. Right. And, and Shylin basically argues like why he reads Edwards. Right. And I really appreciated it. Like, hmm. you know, it's, it's not like our woke culture today where it's like, you know, <laughs> you unearth one sin and everyone's like, Oh my goodness, throw everything out. This person has ever done. And don't ever speak of, don't ever speak of them again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he doesn't pull that, which I, I appreciate. That's good. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So your latest single, open the doors. Why don't you just explain why, why you decided to do it and what day one, what was day one like for you as you started, to, as you put uh, pen to, or pencil to paper? Oh man, this is a funny story. <laughs> Chris is just like starting to <laughs> cringe a little bit because he knows what's coming. Uh, so uh, All cards on the table. Uh, well, well, Joshua and I were members of the same church. <laughs> we, we were. Mm-hmm. So how it all started was uh, I was in a church. And we were more or less abiding by as much COVID restrictions as we could uh, in the sense of like masking, uh, social distancing, and limiting the gathering to, what was it? It got down as low as... As low as 10. As low as 10. Yeah. yeah so as low as 10%. That's where I snapped. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit... You were a little I, early than I that. was a little pretty much... I was a preemie. So... <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it that way but uh you had far less patience than i did <laughs> yeah maybe it has something to do with me being younger i don't know i don't know i'm the real son of thunder <laughs> you are you are but, but um no so i i mean we were part of the same church and and at the time i wasn't thinking much about it and um, it, what really kind of changed things was when james Coates got locked up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, i started to look around and think like wow i this is, uh, what's going on? Like what in the world is happening? Where are we? Yeah. What's, what's going on? So I listened to his sermon and, the one uh, right before he got arrested. Yeah. yeah. The February 12th one or whatever. Yeah, that's the one he, on Romans 13. Yeah. The, yeah. the one that By I actually, God's providence. He <laughs> preached that one right before they arrested him. Yeah. Like what was it like two days or something? Yeah. <laughs> they arrested him the next day. I thought, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but it was, <laughs> it was super quick, but I remember listening to it because a buddy of mine who mixes and masters all the music that I do, he goes to the church up there. Right. And so he reached out to me. He sent me the sermon. I listened to it and he's like, Hey man, um, there's a guy up here who works for, um, uh, I think he writes blogs and, and he, he does stuff for the church up there. Okay. And they're like, yeah, we were going to reach out to a, a Christian hip hop group, <clears throat> but I told him to reach out to you to do a song about it. And I told him, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it's pretty wicked that what they did locked mm-hmm. him up. So 
basically I, I listened to his sermon and I just tried to make it. I tried to put it in rhyme format. Essentially, that's all I. That's all I do. Mm. So it's not like it's super original. It's just a. It's just copyright. I just make it sound cool for the youngins. <laughs> Shout out James Coates. You're welcome, brother. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Total joke. But but anyways, so we. I I did that, and I remember. Um, I, I pitched it to Wrath and Grace and they were like, they're like, yeah, we, we want to, we want to release this. And so when I recorded it, I remember coming to church before it was mixed and mastered and I showed it to Chris and Chris was like, man, this is good. I like this song. <laughs> and then I remember showing it to Jeff and Andrew and Andrew liked it. Uh, he, Andrew was one of our elders and Jeff was the other one. And Jeff was like, I disagree with it. And I was like, What? Mm-hmm. what do you mean you disagree with it like yeah, yeah that just caught me off guard i was totally shocked i mean looking back i'm like i don't know why it shocked me we were sitting there <laughs> rocking a mask as i like showed him the song <laughs> and I'm, just like, I'm like wow you ain't got about... a right to tell us how to worship <laughs> yeah so anyways we uh it was after that happened that that i well i guess i'm getting ahead of your i guess i'm getting ahead of your question here yeah, you are. That's bit. all right. Keep, That's, going, keep going. Yeah. So at that time, like, you know, we went up, uh, I think, I don't think you were there, but we went up on a Saturday and we stood outside the church. I wasn't there on the Saturday. Not on the I Saturday. On you Sunday. were there on the Sunday. Yeah. yeah. The first Sunday that they had, yeah. uh, like secret worship Yeah. and, um, secret worship. It's a funny way to put it, but, uh, the underground church, <laughs> underground church. That's a better way. But yeah, you showed up on the Sunday. We were there on the Sunday and Andrew even came up on the Saturday and that's kind of what threw me for a loop because he was all for, you know, having hidden church. And it was around that time that I got COVID and I got sick. And then I came back, Andrew came back. Like we ended up, we all ended up getting COVID. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you got it around got the same it time, around didn't the same you? Time. Yeah, it was yeah. just right. like a big, yep. it was yeah, like, yeah. A, it was like a pox party, like back in the day, but for COVID, like, like, that's right. I'm, I'm over here. Like there's a new variant today. I'm like, bring that joint over here. I could use an update on my, uh, I could use an update on my antibodies. <laughs> but anyways, we, we all got COVID and, uh, it was funny because on the way back, Jeff was like, I can't remember if it was at his house that night. Cause I, I got him a Bible and I brought it to him. <clears throat> I can't remember if it was at his house or before, but he, he was like, we need to start looking at like options for possibly meeting out in the woods. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And then he got COVID mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I gave it to him and then everything changed. And huh. then all of a sudden we, we all like went back into mask land and, right. you know, social distancing. And, uh, it was at that time that, uh, I finally just, I was like, man, I, I think I actually need to do my homework on this. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down, I read the entire new Testament minus the gospels and the book of revelation, uh, <clears throat> in like three days. And I wrote down every single verse that deals with a command given to the church and individuals. And I basically right. walked through them. Like, can we do this while wearing a mask? Can we do this while social distancing, while limiting the gathering? And after that, like, after doing scripture, like, really looking at scripture, what it has to say, I was just like, there's no way I can justify this. Like, but you you wrote the song all previous to that. All previous to that. That's the right. funny thing. So now, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to be working on another song, and I'm, I got a lot more ammunition for this one. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, I was, I was just, I was floored, like looking at all the, all the biblical support, just like, I, I cannot believe this. 
and and the best thing that has happened to me in this whole thing is is uh you know i was insulted apparently it was an insult i i got insulted by being called a biblicist and i'm like that is the best pejorative name i think i could have ever asked to be called and i'm just so happy that i (laughs) i got called the biblicist on it i'm like what's the definition of a biblicist for me well, for me, I, I just everything okay, that so, I believe. Okay, no, let, so let's go. Let's go. With the when you're called, oh sure, yeah. What what do they mean by so that? So they basically would have held the view that, like, you know, oh, you just need the Bible. It's you and your Bible out in the out in the field by yourself, <clears> and that's it. Without the guidance of, you know, be it <clears> the pastor, the local church, whatever. But I, I mean, that's what they meant. For me, a, a biblicist is. Someone who has to root everything they believe in scripture. Mm. So solely scripture. I, I, I'm sola scriptura. Not well, like you covenanters. I believe in sola scriptura. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just bugging you. Hashtag shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I'm the I'm the dispy that Kevin says is never right. <laughs> we'll get to that. Sure. Are we going to get to that? I don't know. <laughs> Ryan's like, we're not, not. going to. He's like, we're, we've, we've got an hour. We're not getting to that. <laughs> that's fine. But anyways, that's that's the long short of, that's the long, long story of how okay. Open the Doors kind of came about and what transpired afterwards. How right. was it received? Um, It was received really well, actually, funny enough, because the video, we, in, we included a... Uh, like a short little news clip of the Edmonton Journal. I think it was the Edmonton's, uh, was it City News in Edmonton? They basically called uh, Grace Life a fringe evangelical church. Ooh. And we, so we had about 15 seconds in the beginning of the video. <laughs> and uh, we were getting thousands of views on YouTube, and then they, they pulled it down because of a copyright infringement. Huh. And I'm like... It's the news. It's the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? And they pulled it down, and the explanation was, oh, it's too political. And I was like, that's adorable. And then <laughs> Wrath and Grace, they were like, well, do you want to fight it? I'm like, honestly, just just take the clip out and just re-upload it. Like, it's not worth losing right. everything online to have 15 seconds of some boneheaded woman on the news talking about how it's a fringe evangelical church. So mm. I'm just, I didn't even bother. Here we prefer the term birthing person. Birthing person. Uh, is that her? Or well, I can't even say her anymore because I don't want to assume the pronouns, you know? Yeah. Is that them's favorite? Uh, <laughs> but, anyways. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced E I E I O. And a moo moo here and a moo moo there, I guess. But, but yeah, no. Did you I, just call her a cow? Yes. <laughs> no comment. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yes, I did. <laughs> so anyways, that's like, it, and it was received well. Funny enough, there was a lot of people like, um, was it Virgil Walker or Daryl Harrison? One of them shared it from uh, Just Thinking. Tom Buck shared it. Uh, a bunch of Founders guys shared it. Nice. You know, the Post Mills, they love that stuff. They eat it up. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I'm like, you know, as a Dispy, I'm like, that's one thing I love about the Post Mills. Y'all get to work. So, you know, Post Mills keep sharing my stuff. Hashtag love, you know? We're just waiting for the day when you figure out you actually are a Post Mill. Exactly. It's coming. I, you know what? Jo, jo, the... Johan's waiting for the day that I I, I find out I'm a Presby. Because he's, he's super excited. He's like, all you Baptists, you know, you, you treat your kids mm-hmm. like little heathens. And I just want to say, like, I don't know if we recorded this at the beginning of the show, but we were talking about it before. 
uh, you guys have your own little church here, Covenant mm-hmm. Presbyterian Church, mm-hmm. and the first one to have infant infant communion was my kid. Because <laughs> afterwards, my infant, like you guys have real wine mm-hmm. for communion. He came up, he just like Jesus sip. did. Just like, yes, just like literally, Jesus. Literally, I can actually say that honestly. And, and I agree, and that's one of the things that I I wish you know as a Baptist that we actually did wine for communion. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Case, who is going to be my pastor when I move to Lethbridge. This is for you. Use real wine. <laughs> I told him that. This I told him that. Uh, I think it was the day before yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, I really want to. I just don't know how everybody would handle it." I'm like, "Well, you know, some things are worth dividing over." There's one thing I've learned over the past over the past year is the, the little things are worth dividing over, right? It's... Spoken like a son of thunder. We don't want to divide over that. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, Deal we with probably it. should though. <laughs> The crowd oh was getting kind of big, and I, and I, don't, li- I don't like all of them anyway, so yeah. it's okay. Speaking of which, Ryan, I'm pretty sure your wife was wearing jeans on Sunday. Yeah, she was. So we need to have that conversation, too. You know, no jeans, only skirts. That's it. Hmm? That's it. She wasn't yeah. wearing her hat, either, or covering her. Oh, covering, no. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it was... It, so the song was received well. It... Uh, mm. Initially, it did well. Um, I think it's still doing well. Should I be concerned that he remembers what my wife was wearing and I don't? <laughs> well, no. I just, I just wanted to make sure, you know, I, like as a, as a good old former uh, King James only fundy boy, you know, I walk into your church and I'm like, man, there's a lot of jeans here. This, this is inappropriate. No, no. But, but anyways, don't so, make it weird, man. Just, I, Look, I'm just saying. There's a line for. Do you feel from, dirty? You I really, I, I do feel dirty now. I really hope. I know your wife doesn't listen to the podcast. I sure hope Ryan's doesn't. No, your she own doesn't. is going to. <laughs> my wife's probably going to be like, "Yeah, that heathen was wearing jeans." <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure my wife is wearing leggings, so I'm not one to talk. <laughs> Sorry, Al Moeller. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there's a line from Driscoll where he talks about a blogger criticizing him for how he dresses, and he's like, that puts your faith in heterosexuality all into question in one stroke. <laughs> well, to take a line from Kevin, um, Driscoll is never right. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Neither is Christianity today, though, so we're, so we're good either way. No. <laughs> no. Oh, beauty. So your right, so the song was received very well. Um, how far reaching did it go? Do you think? Like like, it... uh, to be honest, I I'm not sure. So I all the way to Alabama. The one thing well, that I I really do I've struggled with over the years is selfish ambition. Mm-hmm. So like when it comes to like music, I try not to keep an eye on views and and look at how it does. The only reason mm. I saw that these guys had shared it was because they tagged me in it on Twitter when it released. And so I saw them in my timeline. Oh, nice. And so I, I just, I don't, I don't like keeping an eye on that kind of stuff just That's cause cool. it's, it's uh it's a stumbling block. Oh, I appreciate that. That's pretty cool. All right. So I guess I want to try to delve into then how you kind of navigate the whole, your artistic mind and applying like your, like, ah, oh, how would you work this out? It's hard for non-artistic people to ask this mm. question. It is. <laughs> because we don't even know how to ask it. But yet I'm a How pho- do you come up with the stuff you come up well, with? Well, but I'm a photographer, so I'm supposed to have <laughs> yeah, some you of are artistic uh, mind. Useless. I know. Anyway, but for <laughs> Ryan for should be able that... to create a create a question that's picture perfect. Exactly. Mm. 
See how you did? I see I, what you did there. Yeah, that was, that good. was very yeah. good. I like it. Yeah. See, I can I can <laughs> see and appreciate that stuff, but me coming up with that on my own never happened in a million years. Why do I have you on the podcast then? Well, uh, he's here for com- comedic relief and to like and to swear from time to time and to swear from time to time. Just keep yeah. everyone Pretty on much. their toes. Yeah. Uh, there, there so the times. question is, is how do you come up with the stuff you come up with? What's your What's your process? Um, I'd like to say that <laughs> there's some like deep deep philosophical way that i come up with everything but in reality you do the joe rogan thing and smoke a joint first don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no that's a presbyterian thing to do but, but anyways what i do um so basically thankfully with wrath and grace it's easy because we we try to partner with ministries and so ministries come up with curriculum mm-hmm. and then i'm literally told hey here's this <clears throat> curriculum write rhymes about it and and make it like give me an example okay so um we're we're looking to partner with answers in genesis okay um and i got their foundations curriculum so my debut album with wrath and grace is going to be the foundations album which is basically dealing with the foundations curriculum from answers in genesis so i deal with each foundation i do a song on each one um, right before I joined Wrath and Grace, I was working on an expositional album on Philippians. So it's just, it's really just taking what I'm learning and putting it in rhyme format. Okay. Um, lately I've been doing a lot more cultural stuff because just like Chris, COVID really takes <laughs> me off and I'm sick and tired of the insanity. So I'm kind of just, this is my own way of like speaking out Okay. because before yeah, yeah. like, and before I worked with Wrath and Grace, um, I was like really bad on social media. And so I would just vent on social media all the time. Right. And, uh, Jay, uh, basically told me, he's like, you know, you, he's like, nothing that you have to say is that important that you need to post it on social media and complain <laughs> about it. So just, he's like, just shut up and rap mm-hmm. <laughs> basically is what he told me. He's mm-hmm. like, if you want to speak about it, put it in a rhyme format, we'll put it out on a song and then you don't need to respond to what everyone has to say. You right. just put out what you what you want to put out. And that's it. That's pretty cool. Is Jay your producer then? No, he's the owner of Wrath and Grace. Okay. Okay, so the... That's pretty cool. So as a Christian rapper, is that okay to call you a Christian rapper? Yeah, I'm a Christian rapper. As opposed to a rapper who is a Christian? I'm a rapper that's a Christian and I'm a Christian rapper. You're a Christian I'm, rapper? I'm a Christian everything first. So a Christian, a Christian rapper... I'm also a Christian plumber. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, that's that you're spoke. Oh, you're so, you are, like, so you are. So you are a crapper. See, I was gonna say a Christian rapper. Rapper. I was gonna oh ask if you were a crapper, but oh you're you a plumber are. too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Leave uh, the puns to me, Ryan. So okay, the, fine. <laughs> as do you believe then that as a Christian rapper that that uh, Christian uh, a Christian rapper can stay uh, faithful to the <clears throat> calling of Christ while not necessarily uh preaching through rapping you can you can go to cultural issues you without without throwing away i don't want to say throwing away your christianity but you know what i'm saying like can you can you uh pull an nf who is uh who started (laughs) off as a christian rapper right oh yeah his 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 initial his initial album before mansion uh was a a he was a Christian rapper. He rapped about Christianity. Yeah. And then uh, when he started Mansion, he started going down a path of more about life, like that, about his struggles in life, about mm. his uh, his life, generally speaking. 
Um, and he, he is now a rapper who is a Christian. That being said, we no longer would look at him. I, I personally wouldn't look at him and say he's a Christian rapper because he doesn't rap about Christ. He doesn't rap like God is included in some of his lyrics, but they're not very, very few. Right. And it's not, it's <laughs> okay. not specific to Christianity. Mm-hmm. So can you, how, how do you distinguish between, between the two and, and are you comfortable? Would you be comfortable rapping about about culture and about life and about that sort of stuff? Or are you keeping it strictly to, you know, rapping about Ephesians or Philippians or, or <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, obviously like with, with open the doors, I have no issue talking about cultural issues, but the thing is, is like cultural issues. Um, everything I rhyme about and do is, is in the, is in the framework of Christianity and the faith. So like if it all has to tie back to what I believe about the Bible. Like, mm. let's put it this way. If I'm, if I'm rapping about like, if I'm rapping about anything, like it, it has to, it ne- of necessity, it ties back to God in some way. Right. He's the creator of everything. Yeah. So, I mean, NF can do, you know, whatever he wants. I, I personally don't necessarily agree with the way that he does what he does. The other thing I don't, personally like is the fact that it's it really is devoid of faith it's all it's all me and i want to hear growth like i don't need to hear like the three songs that you do on every album like how your mom died how you got a bad relationship with a girl and how you're super depressed or you're the greatest rapper in the world so those are like the only things that i hear Mm. and and for me i'm just like that all seems to be very devoid of god Mm -hmm. so um you know, can, can we go out as post-millennialism says and redeem the culture in some sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we can, we can go out and we, we do it in a Christian framework. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's for me, um, you'll, you'll get other guys like, I mean, obviously the, the, the one that shall not be named good old Lecrae, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, again, he used to do I love how these these rappers that kind of like went from preaching so much in their music to barely mentioning God all talk about how they've matured and that's it's so mature to get away from preaching a sermon in your songs and I'm like says who like who right. says <laughs> like I don't think that's mature at all like mm. I I don't if I went to a to a church. And a pastor started going off on redeeming the culture without, like, not in a Christian framework. I, I wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. So, me as a Christian, like, and, and it's not the same with, it, or sorry, it is the same with music as it is with work. Like, when I'm plumbing a house, um, I'm doing it to the glory of God. Like everything I'm doing is is hopefully to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So when I when I sit there and lift up that flange and and pull that toilet and like do do the best i can for customers to like you know to to show them that i i work hard it's not because i want them to think oh he's such a good worker it's because like as a christian everything i should do is supposed to be done in excellence Mm -hmm. and i've had great opportunities to sit down with customers who have been super thankful for the work and even ask me like you know we've had plumbers in that don't take the care you do and and why do you do it well because everything i do is to the glory of god and and my my father my heavenly father's watching so Mm -hmm. i want to make sure i do it well and then I get weird looks. I, like I've had great opportunities to talk with people though. Like, 
it's just great. So as far as music they goes, run away. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like I've and like I've had lots of people, even atheists, who are like, I don't agree with that, and like I've had conversations with them. So. For me, like my music. <laughs> That's fine, but the atheist. What does it matter then? How good of a job I do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How do you define good? <laughs> like, oh, your toilet's leaking. That's really bad. It's like by what standard? By what standard? <laughs> <laughs> so, but but bad for me, for like when it, yeah, when it comes to music, like I don't, I don't know. I've never felt comfortable with like guys making that distinction and and trying to like trying to separate the the secular and sacred and all that i'm i'm like no like everything i do ties back to the christian worldview in one way or another you're never going to listen to my music and not get jesus but but there's no topic that you won't necessarily rap about which points to jesus is that yeah what you're saying? well because everything points to jesus correct <laughs> so uh for me it's like okay rap about the topic and then redemptively how does this point to jesus right so awesome yeah sweet i don't know if that answers the question oh yeah that answers a whole lot actually yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right then um i guess one thing that i was wanting to ask but doesn't really tie in with the previous topic it's still a bunch of rapping and such but this is a anyways whatever i'll just ask it anyways how do you like do you do mad libs or like how do you train your mind for this what do you do what is mad libs Mad Libs, that's like a school exercise for kids where it's like there's a story pre-written out. Oh, but yeah. instead, but they take, they remove certain words and you ask the kids, put in a noun, put in a verb, you know. So you just ask the kids, put in a verb, put in a color, enter the, and so the kids tell you everything and then you read the story back to them with whatever that's filled in. But as far as like, obviously you don't do that, but I mean like, like how do you, you just sit there and, and rhyme at night or what do you do? <laughs> Um, I used to, I used to like think in rhyme. It was really weird. I like everything would be rhyme. And then now like with punchlines, thankfully being a father is just like the best thing. Cause I just <laughs> thinking of puns all the time and that's all rap is. It's just puns. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I think of puns? Like, so ultimately like that's kind of how I think about it. And then it's, it's, it's nice because it's become something I can turn off. Which initially I could never do. Like I, mm. I was always focused on music, like to the detriment of like my family and my marriage. Like early on, mm-hmm. um, it almost cost me like my marriage, mm. and I was just that's all I ever thought about. And now it's like, you know, I go to work, I have kids, I have a family, um, I'm starting, I'm doing, I'm doing all this other stuff, and then it's like. Okay, I know that at some point in the next week, I have to sit down and do this feature or I have to do this verse. And that's one of the th- nice things about this Wrath and Grace stuff is that I've, I have like, I essentially have three or four solo albums done. They're sitting on my hard drive. Hmm. Huh. And so like, I don't have to think about doing a full solo album. Like I'll get a message like, hey, we need a verse for this song or we need to, we need to work this out. So it'll be in my back of my mind. Okay, I need at some point in the next two weeks to sit down and write this verse. And then I'll plan it with my wife. And then she'll go up to her mom's with all the kids. And then I'll have like two hours. And I'm like, okay, I've got two hours. I'm going to sit down and just do this. And it used to be like, oh, I need to be in the mood. I need to like 
you know, light all the incense and like get in like the weird <laughs> spiritual vibe, man, and write the music. But now it's not like that. It's just like, no, it's when I have time. Yeah, I can do it. And I don't really get writer's block, huh. which is really nice. Like the Lord is really good to me that way. I used to get writer's block all the time and couldn't write for like weeks. And now it's just like whenever I'm ready to sit down and write, it's like, okay, yeah, I can write. Nice. So. You almost sound a little charismatic about it. Almost. <laughs> How does that charismatic? <laughs> I'm so like, I just, I just in the spirit, man. Like, <laughs> wow. Just testing the waters with you. <laughs> I want to know how it sounds charismatic. I don't understand what sounded charismatic about that. Maybe I'm just super dense. Like, <laughs> let's go with that one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you would go with that one. Jeez. So yeah, it's nothing, nothing special, man. It's just now, it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I and I find if you treat it, I just want to make sure there's a clarification. It wasn't like a Jesus calling moment or nothing for you. No, no. <laughs> if you, if you, uh, if you, if you treat it like a job. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind of like work. It's like, man, I know I got to go tomorrow at eight a.m. and get this job done, so I'm gonna do it then. I'm not gonna focus on it now. That's kind of how it is now. Okay, it's nice, <clears throat> cool. Well, that works. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing too fantastic about that, <laughs> but it's the way I like it. Perfect. So why? Uh... What's the holdup for your your albums? You got three or four albums sitting on your hard drive. Well, the holdup was <laughs> that I was under church discipline. Oh, <laughs> right! I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I wish I did too. But <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, that um, that's one thing. I... Let's rip open that. Band. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing I appreciate about Wrath and Grace, though, is that uh, I was just upfront with them about what happened in the situation, and they. They were kind of like, okay, well, we've had this happen in the past. We need to step back and walk you through this. And and then we just, we we sat on it and I dealt with all the church stuff. Mm-hmm. And then even after that, I was like, I've got, I've got to deal with some other things now. Mm-hmm. And I took like an extra month and they were like, yeah, no problem, no problem. And then now everything's kind of sorted out yeah, yeah. To, to some degree. So mm-hmm. we're just, now we're back at it and... We're just, um, there's a couple projects on Wrath and Grace. So <laughs> Jay has a, a really bad habit of, you know, his, his mind goes in every direction all at once. So he's got like 50 projects he wants to work on. Right. And I'm like, let's reel it back. We've got four that we're basically done. I'm going to wrap these up and I'm not looking at anything else until these are done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're kind of just putting everything together. So that when it's all done, we can present it all as a cohesive unit to the ministries we need to present it to, and then we'll be start we'll start releasing everything mm-hmm. as it as it goes. So we just we want to make sure we do it right. It's not just a rap album, mm. because that's the other thing is like with Wrath and Grace, the way that we work on music is um, like the like Vody works with Wrath and Grace. Vody Bach. Yeah, like Jay runs really? runs Vody Bacham Ministries essentially. Like he's his huh. he's his agent. He works on all that stuff. See, I've known of Wrath and Grace, you know but I've not known a I didn't I do not know about Wrath and Grace. That's a really cool connection that I did not know about. Yeah, so Vody hates rap, by the mm-hmm. way, which is really interesting too. <laughs> uh, so again, that's another area where Vody is, is wrong. Um, but is that but, a stereotype? <laughs> I think it's I think he's racist, <laughs> but. But anyways, 
For those of you that don't know, Vodibachum is a big black guy. <laughs> Wonderful man. Uh, I believe the correct term is African American. I don't think that's the correct term. Oh, okay. it but it's hard their, to it, keep up. It does change. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not woke enough anymore. I was woke enough last week, but I guess I'm behind. But, but anyway, I'm so Vodi would chuckle at this a little bit. Yeah. He is a pretty cool guy. Yeah. So you have. Uh, so we have Vodi. We work with him. Like we're working on a project called Ordo Salutis, where each artist does a song on um, like something to do with salvation. So you've got mm. like predestination and election um you know going down to regeneration calling like i did just i did a song on justification sanctification then there's a song on glorification sweet uh like all these things right mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> we are each rapper does a song but then we have a different pastor who's basically walking through what it is mm. so we've got like todd friel we've he's got not a pastor he's todd, just a loud one. well whatever <laughs> Todd, you got so you got Todd Friel, you got Nick, Nick Batsig. He does. Um, what a brutal opinion! You had to bring that up. Sorry, I, son I of thunder, going is. off what? here. I don't he, know what it is. Todd Friel. Uh, let's just say, on that pitch, he was a little outside, <laughs> and we're talking wild thing outside. That's like where he, you should just look at him and be like, Todd. He for was real? <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Hey, all right, so wow. carry on. Sorry. So, so anyways, and I think guys like Nick Nick Batsig, uh, who who else? Like, uh, uh, what's the guy's name that's always out on the street doing evangelism? The Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort. Uh, so d- him. Um, does Ray Comfort listen to Wrath and Grace? I don't know. Carm guy. What's oh, Matt, oh Slick. Matt Slick. Matt Slick. Oh, yeah. Like we, there's a I lot of guys that we. Just because I hung out with him for a little bit, but he's he's an interesting cat. Yeah. He yeah. is cool. So like all these all these different guys. And so Wrath and Grace doesn't like doing rap for the sake of it being rap. It it has to be like redemptive and, and teaching. It's it's mm. a teaching series. Because most people who listen to rap, Christian hip hop, generally have very bad theology. <laughs> and it's because of, you know, Christian hip hop, the state of Christian hip hop today. Mm-hmm. And the fact that anyone could even think that nf was at some some thing like a christian <laughs> rapper i'm just like i look at him and i'm like yeah because like you mentioned his first album well I'm under like, nate i'm like well under, sure he under me- his, he mentioned... his title of nathan feuerstein yeah that was his first album was nathan feuerstein yeah it was he, a self-titled album he he and, definitely mentioned jesus in there yes, and he, he was did. a christian rapper on that one but yeah. he quickly moved away to to what he's doing now, which, which, uh, mm. as uh, all cards on the table, I'm a fan. I, I love NF stuff. Yeah. It's finally some rap that I, <laughs> you know, I'm talking old school. I used he's, to be in the run DMC guy. Yeah. We're, you probably we're, like Eminem too. He's, 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 he's when like I was an unbeliever, <laughs> when I was an unbeliever, I was a huge Eminem fan. Yeah. So but, he's like, he's good, but I think, I think at the end of the day, what, what we're looking at is like, for us, there's a there's a difference between you know Christian hip hop, uh, and and lyrical theology, which is what we try to do. It's more right. more lyrical theology, which is vital. I mean, if you want to listen to like you know Christian hip hop, which is basically like Stephen Furtick, awesome. Then yeah, go listen to NF. Like that's that's all. That's fine. But for the rest <laughs> of oh, us, come on. To be we, to be we, totally fair. 
Those are totally to be fair. different oh, that's, categories. To be totally fair. So, so <laughs> didn't work. NF listens to Stephen Furtick. No, he doesn't. <laughs> they're the best of friends. No, they're not. <laughs> you're just mad. Now you're gonna go home and Google it. You're like, does NF listen to Stephen Furtick? And if he finds out he does, he's like, all right, that's it. Throw them all out. Throw every CD out. We we can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> Shout out Stephen Furtick. No. <laughs> Shout out Stephen Furtick. And this is where I turn and off your mic. this is where we turn the mic off. <laughs> what are you talking about? You guys don't like heresy? No. <laughs> oh, man. Even but Jesus you know... can't override your unbelief. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> You're killing me. Stop oh, it's beauty. So, but that's actually really cool about Wrath and Grace. So, they actually function like a legit ministry then. Yes. So, because that's what I, that's that's what I found really interesting was that there was that element of accountability in there uh, between them and their artists. Yeah. But they're not in it just to make money off of you. They're in it for the glory of Christ, but they also care about you, the artist. Yeah, and all their stuff too. The thing that you can do. So all their stuff's on Spotify, Apple Music. They also have an app, so you can download the app. You can listen to all their music. And the thing that's really cool about the app is there's a lot of teaching material on there. So, like, they have a whole bunch of stuff for kids. I'm just trying to remember here. Where is it? They have, like, a lot of, like, little videos for, like, from A.W. Pink, Teaching on the Attributes of God. Oh, cool. Uh, They have lots of podcasts, films. um, And, yeah, like, it's it's a phenomenal app. There's a lot of teaching stuff on there. Uh, Series. So they have, like, all their pod... uh, Not their podcasts. Their... What is it? Conferences. Nice. Because because nice. a lot of I know how you reformed Christians love your conferences. Uh, of course <laughs> but, we do. Yes we do. <laughs> so they've got yeah they've got like Christ is greater than culture, um, and you can listen to what you don't smash some some woke guys on there. Sweet. You don't yeah. like conferences. I don't mind conferences. You know, I've that, I've never really you've never made your pilgrimage to Shepherds. I, I've never been up on the hype though. Like I don't, and and maybe it is my ignorance. Like I've the only thing about Shepherds I've seen too is no 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 that wasn't Shepherds. What the heck is the one that Driscoll showed up at? That was Strange Shepherds. Fire. No, that was, that was Strange Fire. Did he show up at Strange Fire? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was at same church. Yeah, same right? church. So like I've I've when I saw that I'm like oh man I would have liked to be there because I was actually a fan of Driscoll at the time like back in the day we all were yeah when I was unsaved <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but but anyways no no so like the conferences I I I don't know I've always wanted to go to like the T4G but then all the woke stuff happened and I'm like yeah I don't have any desire to go to T4G mm-hmm. T4G back before it was woke was amazing like yeah. I went I went there for uh, you know the the album. T4G mm-hmm. three, like the mm-hmm. the third album that they so it was the third T4G, I guess. Uh I was there for that one and it was it was amazing. It was uh um I remember especially the last sermon done by um John Piper was extremely moving. Like he had I was weeping and I think half the place was weeping. It was such a powerful uh, sermon and a powerful moment. And uh, the singing, of course, is is awesome. Oh yeah, and uh, and yeah, mm. it was really neat. And it's unfortunate that it's gone the direction it has. Uh, Shepherds, y'all. I, I agree with you though, because I I think it was my second time at Shepherds. Um, it it was uh, we we were lining up outside of the main of the main building, waiting to get in. And of course, 
we're all well behaved. By the way, it was it was a shepherd's <laughs> conference. It's a pastor's conference. It, mm-hmm. Like pastors mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, when the doors opened, um, I wasn't paying attention, and I was probably within fifteen feet of the door. Uh, so I was I was closer to the front than than the back. Let's put it that way. But I started getting bowled over, like people were sprinting to get the. I I mean they just wanted. MacArthur spit on them or something like it was so disturbing and I remember being like that's where I thought this is probably the last time I'll I'll come because this is silly like this is unbelievably idolatrous in my mind yeah where Mm -hmm. where we are stampeding the only thing that came my head was let the first be last and the last be first right yeah and yet here these pastors are stomping running over people to get to the front so why so they can have the best seats mm. and they can have you know as i said MacArthur's spit land on him maybe you know like it was just it was so off-putting it was unreal mm. well celebrity pastor is just it's just annoying like this is why we have like mark driscoll's around is yep. because of celebrity pastors you have uh it's funny when vody came here he preached at Calvary Grace and like it was packed that day. Like there was tons of people from other churches and I, yeah. I couldn't help but think like at the time I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The church is packed cause Vody's here. But looking back, I'm just thinking like, I'm looking back at all these people and I knew them. They're coming Vody from other, they're coming from other churches and I'm like, Don't man, how much would it suck to be your pastor? Yep. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, Vody's here. So we're going to relegate you to next Sunday. We'll come back. And it's yeah. like, it's it's kind of like when people ask like who's your favorite pastor your answer should be mine mine <laughs> like that's your favorite pastor because yeah. you go there yeah that's well, the pastor who cares about you yeah mine's okay <laughs> mine's okay yeah average at best well I mean if he stops <laughs> average on a good day I mean if he stops swearing on podcasts I mean we could definitely take him a little more seriously <laughs> but no I mean again like it's it's one of those things it's like why. I, I don't know. And, and even like, even with Christian hip hop, how it ties in, like everybody's like, oh my goodness, Shylin, I'd love to meet him. And I, I, I. it's Why? like, man, he's just a guy. Just a guy. Like, even mm-hmm. like, I know it was funny when I went up to Grace Life and I did open the doors. That's like probably the closest to celebrityism I have you ever did open, experienced. Yeah, you performed open the no, door? No, no, no. I didn't perform it. Oh, I see. When I released, like when I released it and I went up there and yeah. everybody knew me. It was super weird. Like I was just people like this one guy's kids. Like every time I go up there to this day, they come up and they're like, Hey, you remember me? And they just go off. I'm just like, uh, Hey, like, I don't just, remember you. No. no, I do remember them. Cause they come up to me every time, but I'm kind of just like, they're all like super excited. They've kind of toned down now. And I think they realize like, Oh, this is just a fat guy with five kids. Like, so they just, they just come up and say hi. But at the time, they were like, oh, yeah, he's a celebrity. So we did like this little joke when I was up in Edmonton that, that, that weekend. Like, he, I hit this guy came to, to my buddy Devin Davis's house on the Friday night. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, you're Joshua Kreese. I'm like, oh, I don't know who you are. But, <laughs> but, but, and I still don't know his name. I feel really bad. But, anyways, he's like, my kids love you. They love your music. I'm like, you know what we should do? We should play a, we should play a prank on your kids. Tell me your kid's name. And then when I see them tomorrow, I'll be like, oh my goodness, man, I'm such a fan. Like, I love you guys so much. And like, I just flipped it on them, like as a joke. And they were like, so weirded out by it. And I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't feel too good, does it? So don't do it to me. <laughs> so, 
like you diva no even like even fairview though it was like like actually fairview wasn't as bad i don't think because i mean tim stevens like it wasn't tim that's because their pastors live in the thug life yeah (laughs) which reminds me the song that i'm gonna do i'll tell you where i'm taking the sermon clip from next time i don't know if you heard tim stevens sermon this last week nope he's never preached romans 13 he hasn't finally did it this last week I think I saw it come across my feed, and I've added it to my queue. It was fire! Oh man, it was good. I'm taking I'm taking clips from it nice. for the next song, man. Like Tim's not a fiery guy. Like, no, he is. No, he's as uh, you know when he was arrested in front of his kids there, and 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 he, uh, I mean, the person presented um, the the guy you saw. Um, cuddling his kids and, and talking to his wife. I mean, that that's Tim like that. That's just, yeah. he's, is call. He is not a son of thunder. I'll put it that way. So the very <laughs> idea, and I've heard Tim <laughs> preach a lot and he, he's a good preacher, but he is not fire. Fiery is not in Tim's DNA. So no. the very fact that, that he, I'm looking forward to, I'm going to have to watch for it. as soft spoken well, as so, he is. Oh, is he is soft spoken. You as would they come. never picture him to be the lion that he really is. Oh, so I, 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 I feel like I should clarify. Okay. <laughs> I use, I use the word fire here and like in hip hop language, that means it was, it was dope. dope. Or as a white person would say, this is radical, like awesome. But anyway, so it was really good. Why, but why are you hating on my people? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to appropriate your color. <laughs> but, but anyways, it, it, so it's it was just a good sermon. He didn't get all fired up. But one thing he drew, and funny enough, you bring up his, his being arrested. He draws the distinction in Romans 13 uh, between submission and obedience. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's a distinction. They're mm-hmm. not the same thing. Nope. Like you submit to the governing authorities. That does not mean you, you obey, obey them. them. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I, he's like, when they came to arrest me, I submitted to them. And I went and I, I, I disobeyed. So I took my licks and I sat in prison Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's fire Yeah, because that's how we're supposed to be. And yeah. that like everybody, this whole situation, like this was one of the big things, uh, you know, going back to the church that shall not be named is, uh, this is one of the big differences is like, they're like, Oh, well, are you just saying we just need to like, you know, be civilly like, like we just need to be disobedient and rah, rah. I'm like, no, there's a middle ground. You can disobey and and do so in, in a humble disposition. Right. Like of saying, look, we, we can't. Right. Like I was in conversation mm. w- like during that whole time, funny enough, with an AHS representative, mm. like trying to fight for our church to not have to follow the guidelines. Right. And I was like, look, this is like, this is the scriptures. This is the scripture here that we need to obey doing this in accordance with what you've mandated. We can't do it. Is there any chance we can like make an exemption for this? And he was like, no. And I'm, he's I'm like, sorry, where was that? Uh, this is first Corinthians. You're like, I don't, I don't remember Karl Marx writing that. Can you, can you help me with that further, please? But, but at the end of the day, I was just like, I was like, well, I'm sorry. Like as an, and I didn't say for the church, but I was like me as an individual, I can't abide by this guideline. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, where do you go to church? And I'm like, yeah, that's all I need is like to mention the name. And then I get out well, even then, more. And then, uh, it was, I was glad you did it. Um, because it was, <clears throat> it's important for people to know part of the issue comes is that, that the government often speaks so vaguely 
that that they're hoping that everybody takes the meaning without without too much question yeah. or they'll even take it further than what the government and they're okay the government's just fine with you taking that hedge and pushing it even more restrictive right, right. Yeah. they're more than happy to go along with that whatever whatever it takes yes but the second you start probing Asking simple but probing questions. What do you mean by, can we do specifically this? And and uh, when you informed me that, that they specifically forbade baptism and the Lord's Supper, that was enough. And, and I don't know how many churches, I'm not even sure our elders understood that we're not allowed. No. AHS is saying you cannot... Do the Lord's Supper. You cannot baptize. Well, I'm sorry. At that point, you it, it cannot is, sing. Right. Well, well and, and then early on, it was you cannot sing. I'm like, pardon. And, well, and it's funny because you know there are distinctions even there. So at the beginning, uh, one of the elders was like, "Well, no, no, no. I had a meeting with a whole bunch of pastors, and we talked with AHS, and and they said this." And I'm like, "Well, have you looked at it since like you know 18 months ago?" Yeah, 18 months ago. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, no, no. We're just gonna go on this interpretation." I'm like, "Do you know how many times the bylaws have changed?" <laughs> yeah. Like. We actually the need mandates, to ask. Yeah. Yeah, the and so I went and asked and he, he was like, no, 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 you can't baptize. Well, unless it's, you know, someone baptizing someone from their own household, but he can't baptize anyone else. And like the Lord's Supper. Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't <laughs> want you doing that. And then I, I was told that we could. And, and then HS was like, no. And right. so I was like, well, I'm going to take AHS's word because hermeneutics, authorial intent. Yeah. We go with the author's intent. So right. they said no. Regardless of what you think from 18 months ago. Right. And so, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's like, it, it's just a mess, man. Yeah. Like, it really is. There's no other way to, to discuss. I, I can't. Like, if you would have, if you take me back two years mm-hmm. and I Never could tell myself it. and Never I had the conversation it. with myself two years ago, Never I'd be like, it. you're flipping nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, Devin Davis, I dude, I posted a meme today. <laughs> tagged him in it it was absolutely hilarious because because devin davis i i always joked about how he was like a conspiracy theorist <laughs> right <laughs> because like everything he talks about but it's like so it's like uh it's a picture of like jack sparrow and the guy's like so it's like normies to their conspiracy theorist friends after the last two years the guy said to jack he's like you actually were telling the truth he's like I do that quite a lot, yet people are always surprised. <laughs> so Devin, like, it's like Alex Jones having his moment now. <laughs> well, and I think it was you guys. Like, I, I think it was you actually, Chris, who said, like, what's the difference between like conspiracy theory and reality? Like, a, three cons- months. Yeah, I think you said four, right. but three. Yeah, you said three, and I, I, I've been saying between three or four and six, something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's We've exactly been in that it. ballpark. Uh, it and, and so. It's so hard because now we're hearing, of course, there's conspiracy theories everywhere. And some of them are like so out there. But at the same time, in reality, when you stop and go, well, wait a second, where are we? Uh-huh. Like, I would have never believed where we are exactly your point, right? Yeah. I, I, there's no way I would have thought we were nuts if someone would have told me two yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago what's going on today. And so... Therefore, is it really? I thought this that was possible, far? but I thought this was possible in thirty years from now. Oh, I, yeah, I, I never thought the timeline was going to be sped up this much. No. Right. So ultimately, the, the 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 end goal here is like now it's like okay, well, we need to open our churches, 
And if I can just send a shot across the bow for the Dispies, is like, you guys need to stop focusing on the rapture and getting out of here <laughs> because I'm a Dispy and I believe in the rapture, but I'm not trying to get out of here. We got work to do. <laughs> like, well, let's was... do some work. <laughs> well, that was just it. I mean, that, that's the whole confusing part for me because it'd be using stereotypes. I'm, gonna, I, I'm admitting this is a stereotype. But I thought other Dispies would look at you and ask, why are you polishing the brass on, on, the, on Titanic the Titanic right now? Some people do. Like, Macar- <laughs> uh, wasn't that MacArthur that said that? I actually don't like, know. I just know that that's been a stereotype trope that's been used. Some some areas, it's true. Some Dispies are most, that way. Up. I would say most areas, that's I, I, true. I, so here's what I'll say. And this is, we've talked about this before. <clears throat> yeah. The problem <laughs> with a theological view, once it becomes really, like, ingrained in society and popularized is you'll get the really popular side of it that's terrible, but it's not necessarily the scholarly side of it. There's a scholarly dispensationalism that isn't just escapist. Like we, we But I would say the majority of evangelicalism today, like I've been to like Bible studies by major churches in Calgary that are like fundamentally dispensational. Yeah. And like we're all sitting in a circle like... And it's, you know, we're, either, we're studying one of two books. It's either the book of Daniel or the book of Revelation. Revelation. We'll finish Daniel. We'll go to Revelation. And then it's like, oh, what are we going to do next? I'm really excited. <laughs> well, we're going to go back to Daniel again because oh some stuff has changed. So we're going to go back there. And it's like, guys, like you are aware there's 64 other books there, right? Like there's lots more. There's lots more. And so. Do they reference Revelation? <laughs> I'm like, well. Well, no, because there's this thing called progressive revelation where re- revelation was, well, I guess it depends on where you stand on that stuff. Well, I was going to say written last, but I mean, post millennials, we'll, we'll just leave that off to the side. I believe revelation was written last prior to 70 AD. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. You just believe I that can't think of anything of, that would just, be written after that. You just believe that some of it was fulfilled beforehand. Sure. Partial preterism. Which, this yep. is another thing I got into it with a dispensational the other day. He's mm-hmm. like, they, they posted a picture about R.C. Sproul, and someone's like, oh, he's a preterist. You don't want to, I'm like, he's a partial. Heretic. I'm like, partial preterism. And they're like, well, yeah, partial preterism's heresy. I'm like, do you You're believe, a partial I'm preterist. like, do you believe Jesus came? <laughs> do you believe Jesus came and died? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness, you're a heretic then, because you're a partial <laughs> preterist. And he's like, no, no, preterism only has to do with Matthew 24, and like, Jesus, like, you know, returning. I'm like, no, no. That's not at all how preterism is understood. But um, ultimately, like, I've sat in these Bible studies, and they're just, like, they're terrified. And I'm just like... How is that any different from the Enviro weirdos? Yeah. Yeah. But there, there are some of us dispensationals who have a head on our shoulders who go and do work. It's amazing. (laughs) Well, that's what my theology produces, rightly understood for us. So (laughs) you can call it consistent dispensationalism. (laughs) <laughs> right now okay kevin's eye is twitching <laughs> you know what's funny is kevin called me up earlier today and he's like yeah i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it but i know i kind of really want to get in there though. like i would like to have, have some conversation with josh like on like the podcast format section I'm like he's like but, but uh, i might not be able to make it in time for the podcast i'm like dude i already knew you weren't coming he's like what and i'm like even when you tell me you're coming i'm like well we'll see we'll see <laughs> Well, that was a riveting conversation with the one and only Joshua Kreese. You might be thinking that there's an advertisement coming next, or you might be wondering, did I just get bored and start talking for no reason whatsoever? Well, 
uh, that could all be true. But uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, that conversation ended abruptly because our equipment stopped working. So, um, yeah, anyways, so uh, take that, Kevin. But uh, for the rest of you, um, Giving Tuesday did just pass. So if you would like to buy us an interface or something else that would hook up to the computer, I'd be all over that. But regardless, uh, we saw the error fairly quickly. And then uh, we did some, well, we transferred some files and uh, got ourselves all set up again and uh, <clears throat> decided to hit record and, and keep going. I thought about sending that, sending that out as a separate episode, but I also decided against that because uh, I think it'd be best just to do this. So uh, take a little bit of a break. We're going to call this an intermission. That's right. Sons of Thunder now has intermission breaks. Ah, we're coming up in this world. And uh, we're going to get right back at it here again real soon. It was fun. Hope you enjoy. Good. That's yeah. the thing. The whole the whole touring <laughs> thing, I've never understood. Well, um, don't they make all their money during tours? Well, they do. But, like, the problem is it's of like... Tours and selling hats. Yeah. Merch. Well, it's not... A, yeah, it's not even music. It's merch. And I don't know, like... Most of the rappers I know that went on tours all the time are now like divorced and like totally oh brutal. Well, that's really? the thing, man. Like <laughs> it's it's like a pastor that's always doing conferences and mm-hmm. never with his wife. Like right. he's like yeah. So it's well, there's shots. Do you have any merch? Uh no. I kind of wish you did. Wrath and Grace, buddy. You know why? Wrath and Grace has because you and I are both big guys. Usually, and- usually when other people are like. We got merch. I'm like, yeah, your triple XL probably might fit my wife. I, and my wife is not big. She, sorry, I should clarify that one. That's not, but you know what I mean? Like, I, uh, Are we live? Yeah, we're live, man. I recorded this. No wonder you don't care. I was going to say, boy, you made a real quick correction there. I mean. But you know what I mean? Most people are like, yeah, no, it goes up to triple XL. I'm like, yeah, that. I guess by your standards, I need like an 8XL. But, you know, like. Wrath and Grace has <laughs> big clothes, man. Yeah. This and this is uh this is Carpe Fide. And if you can go to triple, blank triple XL. You can go to church. Yeah. Like it. So they they did the shirt too, Tim Stevens <laughs> one. It's like Christ body, Christ choice, and it's mm-hmm. got the doors open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dope is that? That's, That's a wicked awesome. shirt, eh? Well, who did that one? Uh Carpe Fide. And they the <gasps> the one shirt they did that I think was really dumb was they put like the the steeple and then mm-hmm. they put come and take it above and I'm like well they kind of did mm. <laughs> I'm like I got the I'm, I'm, I told them I'm like will you send I me I kind of like that one I'll just I just saw that one on record but Whatever. they they had so they they heard open the doors and then they sent me a bunch of free merch mm-hmm. and they're like yeah um they're like what shirts do you want do you want this come and take it one? I'm like, I want the one with the Bible on it, not the one with the pulpit on it. Mm-hmm. They're like, why not? I'm like, because they did take it. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have to try that hard. The pastors gave it to them. Yeah. Quite readily. We submitted. We sub- Go ahead and <laughs> submitted take. Submitted and obeyed. Go they ahead and take sub- the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. So <laughs> funny enough, there was a. Uh, that reminds me. I was listening to. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about the rise and fall of Mars Hill. I was listening to the Christianity Today <laughs> thing, and there was a guy on there who was super mad, but he was talking about this old story about how they came to the church. I think it was in Ephesus, like mm-hmm. in church history, and they're like, we want the one uh, emperor is like, I want to set up a statue of my wife. And then the, the people basically like, 
burned the church down that night <laughs> so that he wouldn't be able to do it. That's and, funny. And they're like, we will not. Like, you thought it was a building. Like, it's the church is not a building. Like, we don't care about the building. It's the uh-huh. people. Uh-huh. So, and I, th- I just think that's why, like, you know, we don't need the we don't need the pulpit. Like, it's the people. The pulpit <laughs> is obviously important because mm-hmm. it represents the preacher. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, but a preacher, as we saw on Sunday. <laughs> wait, you did have a pulpit, didn't you, in the church? No, I had a music room. stand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's your pulpit. That that's his pulpit. pulpit. We pull it out of the corner and set it up in my kitchen. It's just for a him. place for me to put my notes on. Yeah. Pretty I'd much. love a pulpit, by the way. Yeah. However. <laughs> you know what's funny? I want to see, like, because every church has, like, this Zoom church, and the pastor gets up and he's preaching from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. I want to like, see them, like, keep Zoom church on and then just see him, like, step out from behind the pulpit in, like, his pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's got, like, his pajama bottoms, up, bottoms on. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a full suit on up top and pajama pants on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just... Which reminds me, what do you think about the, the whole full suit thing? The pastoral, always... the pastoral mullet. Were you in a, a suit? A tie and shirt up top and pajama was I in pants a suit? on the bottom. No, I was no in one's paying a, attention I... to me right now. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, full I guess that's suit. something we have in common with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out your wife who's not listening to the podcast. That's right. <laughs> Uh, I do think that um, there is a certain decorum that should be worn to church. Uh, I think the the best argument, not necessarily the best argument, but one that struck me the most was that when we go and like if, if we were to go visit the queen or the prime minister, even our, I'm trying to be kind here. Even our prime minister, who I don't particularly appreciate, um, would I show up? Well, he wears fancy socks when he does. I that. know, so I'd have to find fancy socks. And but but what I, I'm saying, I'd, is I'd be a little nervous to show up in fine clothes with the prime minister when he's been known for dressing up really stupidly. But that's himself. true. But you know, <laughs> you, you, you pick up what I'm laying down, right? I like, do. If we are if we are presenting ourselves before uh, the majesty of a, a person, and who is a person, right? Like, they're just a person. Like you were saying earlier, like everyone getting, oh, it's Joshua Crusoe. You know, like it's weird. Like I'm just a guy. And and when we keep that in mind, the queen is just a woman, right? It She's she's just a a, a woman like like many other women out there. Like, like big deal. But we would still, if we're meeting the queen, we would we would dress appropriately. So I don't understand those that show up to church dressed like slobs and especially those that are in the pulpit who are preaching God's word. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I'm not saying you have to dress in a tuxedo or you even have to dress in a suit necessarily, but I do think there is something about the term Sunday best. Like you It's more wear, of a cultural term though. It, Sunday it best. It is, but I think there's something to it. And, and that is, is that where are we going and what are we doing? And are we dressed appropriately to do that? And, and I'm not saying I always do it. There's there's uh, days in uh, the summer where I'll show up with, with shorts on. Oh, trust me. I've seen you, Chris. Yeah, exactly. I've seen you show up to so church if I'm in not, clothes. If I'm not preaching... I, <laughs> I don't know if I really want to see your calves. You're not allowed, to, will, wear, you're not allowed to wear shorts with knee-high socks. I've okay, got, bud? I've, well, first of all, <laughs> I hate both of you. I never liked either. Are, are you a farmer, Chris? <laughs> no? I don't want to see your calves then. Yeah. <laughs> I've got shapely calves. I'll have you know. Anyway, but you know what I'm saying. So Shiny, I, white, when hairless I'm preaching, calves, I bet. Especially when I'm preaching. 
Yeah. I don't know what you said just there, but I don't. <laughs> shiny white, shapely calves. <laughs> shiny white, hairless, hairless calves. Hairless calves. You said shapely. I you know not, what? I'll bet you my. I would describe you I'll as shapely. You my legs oh my goodness! Today are more this is what we're denigrating to. We're talking. We're literally talking about calves. You now. guys okay. are the ones bringing it up. Well, you're <laughs> I'm one, trying to you're talk talking about clothing. Can I just can I just tell you something? When I meet the Queen of England, I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll probably wear a shirt that literally Did you says say, and a bra? No, bruh. <laughs> I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt, bruh. <laughs> And I'm wearing a shirt that says Christ body, Christ choice. Open doors. <laughs> so anyway, that's where that's where I land on that, especially if I'm preaching. I'm going to dress appropriately. Not, I don't have to dress in a three-piece suit, but I will dress. But you will dress in a three-piece suit to go see the queen, though. Man, I really hope someone's not overcompensating for a week sermon. That would suck. That would. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just saying, even My by your... it's terrible, but look how well-dressed Even I am. by your definition of what you're trying to articulate, though, you would still dress up a lot more to go see the queen than you'd show up on church Well, to uh, preach. That's a good point. And I know it's a good point. That's why I said it. Why do you have to, why do, you have to do that? What? Cut you off at the knees? No. Point out that you've cut me off at the knees. <laughs> Well, because you always reject it. It's kind of like when you you said I someone, didn't reject someone it. I wasn't just someone wasn't like it's like when someone said, someone wasn't a coward but you know did this all is, the cowardly this things. This is reminding me of episode two with Ryan. This isn't going to go. I am anywhere. Ryan. This You're, is gonna... I am Ryan. I'm sitting Kevin. right here, Kevin. Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. I, all right. I do that all the time. <laughs> we should we should we should we should we should get like to that. Kids, right? We should get like, to the cowardly just, hey, you. the cowardly talk. Hey you, whatever your name is. See, because I've had this conversation as well, but I've noticed there's there's definitely different standards amongst pastors about what their Sunday best is, depending on which church and congregation and size they're at. You think? I know so. Okay, example. Stephen Furtick wears really expensive shoes. <laughs> and ripped jeans. He does, because that's his demographic, and that's a tuxedo to them. I'm... <laughs> it is so... Why do you have to keep bringing up Stephen Furtick? Because I'm just... even Jesus can't override your unbelief. <laughs> <laughs> God broke the law for love. Stop it. Stop it right now. Stop oh, it. Oh, boy. You're making me angry. It's just because my dad used to listen to Stephen Furtick. Really? Yeah, and he told me about it. He, he like showed up. He's like, yeah. He's like, Josh, I've, I found this really good preacher. He's just a really good orator. He speaks really well. I'm like, oh, no, he's man. he's awful. I'm, he's like, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm like, Can you tell me who? He's like, oh, Stephen Furtick. I'm like, sorry, come again? <laughs> And he's like, no, Stephen Furtick. I'm like, no, no, literally, come again. Like, get out of my house so that you can come again later. Like, I, I do, I can't deal get with this out. right now. Wait, get I, out. I don't right. No, it was, it was bad. Like, he, he was, a, he was, and then like all it took was really just telling him like, oh, he's in cahoots with TD Jakes. And then my dad was like, oh. But the, the thing is though, with the King James only, he's not a King James onlyist anymore, my dad. Mm. But the problem is, is that when you're in those churches. You know, what really is preaching is when you're slamming the pulpit and you're getting all fired up and you're running around like, and everyone's clapping for you and you're all, fu and I'm just like, <laughs> to me, it's like with the whole Tim Stevens thing when I was like, that was fire. I don't mean he was all fired up. I mean, what he was saying was <laughs> mm -hmm. dope. Was like, I was like, that was, that was awesome. Whereas my dad would list, probably listen to it and be like, oh, <clears throat> eh, kind of boring. Didn't really say and right. it's, I don't think he'd do that anymore. Right. But he used to do that. Well, it was funny because I've, I've had numerous conversations with, uh, well, I'm thinking of one in particular with a, a new believer, a relatively new believer. He's been a believer now for a couple of years, but um, 
he is he is somebody who appreciates presentation and he believes that that there is a place for presentation and and he's right <laughs> however presentation means nothing if it's full of crap right like if if you're if, oh if, you're a villain all right you're not a super villain what's the difference <laughs> Presentation. <laughs> no, what's what's the dirt? That's what's the, that's what's the, the line term? from Megamind. It's rhetoric. Way. It's rhetoric. All it is is rhetoric. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, the way you sound it, the way you say it sounds good. And I deal with the same thing with rap. Is like people are like, oh man, the what did you did you hear what he said? Like the way he said it. I'm like, yeah, what he said was garbage. He's like, yeah, but but the way he said it. I'm like, <laughs> so what? It's still garbage. <laughs> So I'm just like you, I'm like like man, did you eat that garbage dinner like that that dinner that everyone make like like man, did you see how it looked? It's like it tasted like garbage. Like yeah, but it looked okay. Really so good. please tell me <laughs> that you're not of the opinion though that that uh, I think one of the major uh, faux pas of the reformers was they threw the baby out with the bathwater with regards <clears throat> to uh, artistic compression, right? Like they got rid of art, they got rid of classic art, they got rid of of murals on the wall, they got rid of all kinds of stuff that was just was gloriously beautiful because they they were scared in my opinion they acted a lot like pharisees meaning they didn't want you the congregation to get caught up in the in idolatry so therefore they'll get rid of all semblages anything that's beautiful because we mm. don't want you appreciating the beauty to the point where you might become idolatrous and, and that was one of the major issues, I think, with the reformers is they did throw the baby out with the bathwater. Please tell me that you don't line up with the idea that your church should be four white walls and nothing else in it because it might lead someone to idolatry. No. So therefore, presentation does have a place amongst uh, God's people. Yeah. But that's why I made the distinction of like, it's... it's it, it, it's garbage, but the, but the way he said it, they they already recognized that what he said was trash. Right. But the way he said it sounded cool. Right. Well, it's the same thing. It's like, mm. yeah. And again, but I don't have an issue with it just being four white walls. <laughs> but I also don't have an issue of, like when we went to Calvary Grace, like the the stained glass windows were gorgeous. They were beautiful, and there was <clears throat> right. a story behind them, and yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I I thought that was really neat. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure. I wish Kevin was here now because uh, what's his face? Francis Schaefer wrote a book on art. Yep. And uh, I read a bunch of it, and I really enjoyed it. Interesting, so, right? Yeah. Well, cool. I think I think aesthetics has a lot to do. Just like your art form, like you're a rapper, and and you want your stuff to sound good. And, yeah. And there's a there's a way in which, like I told you, and and thankfully I don't know the name of the gentleman that that uh, you were singing with another guy. And I recognized your rap and thought, oh, that's not bad. But then the next guy got on there. I'm like, okay, just stick a needle in my ear. Like, this yeah. is awful. Yeah. Right? And, and don't get me wrong. Like, there's rappers out there that are reformed that I'm just like, you know what, man? Maybe you should just preach. Because <laughs> there's guys that I'm just like, because with rap, it's like, yeah, you, what you're saying, like, we want it to be sound, like, mm-hmm. le- like theologically sound. That's but, the most important part. Yeah, but it has but to sound good too. A close second is like, it has to sound and, and people think like, oh, just because it's Christian, it, 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 just because it's Christian doesn't mean it's good. If I go to an art gallery and there's like this trash painting on the wall, and someone's like, yeah, but it's painted by a Christian, I can't be like, oh, the st- the bar is way lower now because the guy's a Christian. It's like, right. no, it's still trash. Right. I mean, it's the fact that they're a Christian should actually raise the bar. Exactly. 
it should raise the bar. Right. Like we should be making music which that is why, secular people. Which is why when we talk about, uh, I know we've touched on Darren Doan in the past, but you know, right. it's, it's one of those things. Who's the redheaded guy? Darren Doan is one, and the other. About Marcus Pittman. Marcus Pittman. Marcus okay. Pittman is famous for absolutely hammering. Marcus Pittman is a is a filmmaker. And oh, I know he, who Marcus Pittman is. He hammers Christian mm-hmm. uh, filmmaking because it is so awful. I'm still waiting it's for him to come out with. It's not watchable. I'm still waiting for him to come out with good stuff, but we'll see what, what stuff Lore <laughs> produces. What was that? Uh, so just say it was so funny. I was like, it was a couple months. ago. I support him in his efforts, but I'm waiting to see it. The results. Sure. So there's a there's a couple months ago. I was watching YouTube, uh, and and James White always makes fun of these rapture movies. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never actually like seen one. I kind of want to watch Uh-oh. one. <laughs> so I watched Thief in the Night for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is like terrible. <laughs> like, like it was just bad. But <laughs> then it, it was funny too because I was just like, wow, this is like, the, the, like there was a day when in some like southern evangelical church, this was all the rage. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe there's still people watching Thief and like when you peruse the comments section, there's so many people like this movie saved me in the 1980s when I was in a church. I'm just like, really? That movie saved you? But <laughs> well, I mean, Kevin was saved at a at a uh, Benny Hinn crusade. Benny Hinn crusade. So I mean, God can. Well, Kevin thinks he was saved at a Benny Hinn crusade. <laughs> Little does he know. <laughs> He's still not saved. No, I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. Hashtag shots fired. All those books aren't going to save you, Kevin. Just because you have books that line your walls. You're How many have you read? Of, you're jealous no. of his library. I am. Like, his library is, is impressive. And the one thing that I do say about his library is he's read... Far, Lots. He's read a significant portion yeah. of those books. Like... I've been to in some guys' houses where it's like, wow, nice library. What about what do you think of this book? I haven't gone to it yet. What do you think of this book? I haven't gone to it yet. And you start going like, is there, you just like to collect these books, don't you? Is there any books, books you? that you have gotten to on your shelf? <laughs> right. Yeah, but all, all that shows me with Kevin is that you know you can read so much and have all this amazing library and still have really bad theology. You know, that's the sad part. Why because you say it's like, bad theology? Because it is bad theology. Just because he's not a dispensational <laughs> like you? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, thankfully, uh, you know, some of us don't have bad, bad theology. Hashtag biblicism. But, uh... It's because he's read the dispensational... <laughs> that's because he read the dispensational section and found that it was mostly crayon oh, pictures. please. <laughs> you know what's funny? I talked about this with someone the other day. I saw an all-millennial make a chart. And, like, it was, like, so complicated. And they, they try to act like they're not complicated at all. But let's be honest. I'm an idiot. Like I'm an idiot, and, no and I'm a visual. Yeah, no, no, no argument, argument there. there. I'm a visual that. learner, mm-hmm. and charts are helpful. Maybe post millennialism would actually make sense if you guys made a chart. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Sure. Um, PowerPoints during preaching. PowerPoint. Yeah, PowerPoint. 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 <sighs> Visuals during preaching. I was just doing Yay the office PowerPoint there for the. Yeah, for, I know. For you. you were just just. Uh, <laughs> you know, I. You know, I this isn't TV, right, Ryan? I know. <laughs> I <laughs> don't know. Don't know. I haven't really given it a lot of thought. Some of the pastors, like the guy I really like, John Anderson, uh, he he preaches at a church and he has the points come up as he hits them. Yeah. And I think that's helpful because if you're taking notes, then you can do it. 
But, I mean, I just read Martin Lloyd-Jones Preaching in Preachers re- recently, and I've, by his standard, I don't think anybody's a preacher. I don't think anybody's ever preached a sermon, because <laughs> everybody's not as... That guy was so, like, I like Martin Lloyd-Jones, but it was so contradictory. It, it, like, it was. That book was... There, like, there was one one part where he's like, he's like, oh, you, uh, you ought to have no humor in a sermon whatsoever. And then, like, later on in the book, he's like, there's a place for humor. And so it's like, uh, what? What is happening here? Like, no, he's, he's he was English. old. He forgot he he's wrote old. that. Well, <laughs> pretty much. It's like, Chris, it's like Chris on a podcast. What did I say again? <laughs> that's true Glad and then it, Although, I, I, when in doubt curse right chris <laughs> it works you know pragmatism speak, but speaking of this podcast everyone's really confused right now our first podcast cut out and at I, the perfect place at though. the perfect it did cut out at the perfect place and this is just us picking up trying to record some stuff and we fill in some time but bantering uh, bantering but i did want to ask you because we we down in the gap there we downloaded the wrath and grace app and i saw a band called hazakim Yes. On the Wrath and Grace, because I want to ask you about them, because I have one of their old albums, and I play it for my kids from time to time, because I like their stuff. At least I like, I've only listened to one album, and I like that album. But I've only listened to one, so tell me about them, what you know of them. So Hazakim is a group, a duo of two brothers, Mike and Tony. Um, Tony is, I believe, I switch between favorite rappers, between Tony from Hazakim and God's Servant. Mm. Shylin is not my favorite rapper. No. no, I like him, but I just—it's one of those things. Like what he says is really dope, but he doesn't like the way he makes it sound. God servant and Hazakim are better. Mm. Plus, Hazakim, they're dispies. Yes, they are. <laughs> well, it's because they're messianic. Though. They're say, actually Jewish. They're messianic Jews, and they're messianic Jews. And that's the thing: oh, most messianic to... Jews who are the people of God are dispensational because they don't like being replaced by the church. You know. <laughs> well, and, and, uh, I guess good on them, but you know, I I don't know how you, anyone, uh, especially of Jewish descent, can be really excited about two thirds of Jews dying. That's okay. You you can you can despise uh, the tree into which the tree the tree the tree that's broken despi- off for I you. I don't despise it at all. <laughs> I just know that they're messianic Jews because you'll be listening to their rap and all of a sudden you'll hear a chauffeur in the in the play in the background. <laughs> yeah. So they, they are good. They have performed. Funny enough, they performed on TBN in Israel. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Like, That's fascinating. Yeah. And they're like, they're very sound. So they have the first album, I'm guessing they have Hippologetics Volume 1. You probably That's have. That's the one I have. I'll pull it up. Keep talking. I think you have uh, Theophanies. Yes. The That's Ophanies. the one you have. Yes. Which is a, a phenomenal album. Mm-hmm. Uh, their third one is Son of Man. Uh, that's another good album. It's probably the weaker one. And then uh, their latest one, which is being redone for Answers in Genesis, is called Origins. Okay. And I, I think you would love Origins. And actually, if you show up for All your right. kids, Origins, it's available on the app. Uh, they go. What they do is they pick... Um, they go through the human body. So mm-hmm. they do like a song on the heart. They do a song on the ears and the eyes. And they basically show how like there's no way this was just created from nothing. Right. Like, this had to be created by a creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so they, they walk through that. Then they go through like the rain cycles and how it like fertilizes the earth and, and sustains it. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just all about how it's... Um, like our our origins aren't in evolution. It's like a creator. It's phenomenal. Like an amazing album. I will look that. I, I can't wait to to see that then because, yeah, I mean they were one of the first artists <coughs> that I listened to from years back. 
where they really like specifically tried to like it was very it was very bible focused it was very well thought through i mean genesis 18 um anyways well they, oh, they cover so many things but salvation and like they're very yeah. specific in the topics that they cover um, but Theophanes was like the cohesion of that album. The way they walk through the stories yes. is really neat. It eh? is. It yeah. is. Like, I don't know, there was so much thought and so much intentionality and the cohesion of the whole album was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. They're <laughs> phenomenal artists. Tony, he is probably like a dream feature for me. Like, I feel like if I got him on a song, that would kind of just be like, I'd be like, okay, I can retire now. Okay. I don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> you know i like do they I, have a circle that they're big in because from well they're on wrath and grace like I, right yeah which i guess i found that out just now but i've always understood like i thought that they were just like two brothers who were like really passionate about what they were doing but they like i could tell like from uh oh, i forget one of their favorite songs of mine but anyways um they saw what was going on in the rap culture around them and were like, yeah, we ain't doing that. So we're just going to be small time and we're fine with that. Cause this is what we love to do. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that song. Um, yeah, they, like they were on lamp mode at one point they were with Shylin and, and Stephen the Levite and all those guys. And then, yeah, they signed with wrath and grace. And the problem is, is like, um, there's a lot of rappers that just want to do it full time. They're like, I want this to be like my job. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. it's a hobby, man. Like, let's be real. It, like, unless you're Drake, like yeah. you're not going to be doing it full time. So f- trying to get them on a song is very difficult. Like, mm. I, I haven't really, I haven't tried, but I know artists that have tried. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you'll sit around waiting for eight months. Like on my Philippians album, there's an artist on Christcentric I tried to get on a song and like I sat for like five months and then I finally reached out to him. I'm like, are you going to be a man of your word and finish it? He's like, no, I, I can't. I don't have time. And I was like, whatever. Fair. I'll just do it myself. So that's why. <laughs> well, just I, let me know then, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like rappers like disappear. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's like when you lend money to people, they get weird and then they like disappear <laughs> and you don't see them for like two years. Mm-hmm. And then when you see them, their heads are like super low and they're all depressed and you're like, what's going on? Like, what's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so, so, but, but like, tell me, I'm like, that's true though. When you lend people money, yeah. they just get weird. It's the same thing when you ask people for a feature, they get weird. And so for me, I just I try not to ask people for features. I just do it myself. Mm. Plus, every artist wants to do it full time, so now they're all trying to charge an arm and a leg for a feature. And it's like, it's like, dude, I I wouldn't pay you twenty bucks for a verse. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. and I've paid big money for features in the past, and I've just seen like you don't ever get a return on it. Right. Because it's Christian rap. Like, yeah. who listens to it anyways? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll pay 300 bucks for that feature so that my 20 fans can hear the song and, you know, yeah. each stream it once and I'll get point <laughs> zero 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 one seven of a cent. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, so Hazakim, yeah, they're, they are, they are phenomenal, though. I really like them. There's a banging song on uh, Origins, my favorite song on there called The Millennium. Nice. I love it. <laughs> Chris, I just, I wish that you could verbalize your shaking your head right now. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I'm sure it's fantastic. <clears throat> I love how you've just like, every time I've like taken little Disby shots, you've just like steered clear of it. You have definitely exercised self-control. I am proud of you. Well done. Good and faithful servant. I haven't even sworn once. That's true. My kids can Call listen grass. to this episode. They can. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I don't have to worry about you dropping the SH bomb while I'm driving down the Lethbridge Road and my wife giving me the stink eye. Like, what are we doing listening to this? Like, man, I try to get my wife to like you. Can you give me a little bit of help? I'm like that's, that's what I'm known for is my likability. Actually, what you're known for. My, my kids are like, oh, is that the cursing pastor? <laughs> Take it easy there, Mark Driscoll. <laughs> you know, for someone who doesn't like Mark Driscoll anymore, you sure emulate him. It was a direct quote. <laughs> the importance of the direct quote was that this person oh. normally would never say such a thing. And he's so upset. This mm. is where we're driving to. And that was what my whole point is it's really causing people to uh Yeah, it is. To be darker. You know mm. how I can tell you're reformed? Because you really like justification. Huh. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I am gonna justify myself. <laughs> I am acquitted. <laughs> You're not Rittenhouse, man. You're not getting off that easy. <laughs> I don't think he got off easy. <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm just, you're not acquitted. Well, That's what I meant. Shout out Rittenhouse. But he's Glad got, he got, he's got <laughs> Rittenhouse has millions in his future, though. He'll be all right. Oh, does he ever? <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it like suing and winning against the, prime, uh, the president of the United States? Well, I don't know if he'll win that one per se, but he'll he... win. He'll, oh yeah, because Biden get, said something stupid oh, yeah. afterwards, didn't yep. he? He's like he disdained the. Yep. And oh it's, my and gosh! It's, uh, live, it's <laughs> public. You know, Biden can ramble about everything, and it falls off his shoulders. Well, just the like truth the, is, just is... like the good old famous Negro or whatever. Remember when he said that talking <laughs> yeah. a, talking about a baseball player. Just... <laughs> Did you see the Babylon Bee, the the writer, the Biden speech writer? No. Oh, you have to watch it. For All right, everybody I'll check it out. out there, go to the Babylon Bee. I don't know if they have a website. I saw it on Facebook, but it, it, it go to the Babylon Bee, um, Biden's uh, speech writer. It is gold. <laughs> it is absolute gold. All right. <laughs> Thing we'll is though, that. my my parents are like my grand my, my grandma. She's like she's becoming senile. I'm not gonna sue her when she says something ridiculous and doesn't remember it the next day. Like guaranteed, like Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> is gonna like meet Biden. Biden's be like, "Oh, who are you, young man?" Like, like he's not even gonna have any idea who he is. <laughs> or he'll sit there and poop his pants. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's like, "You carried around an R15." <laughs> Uh, all right where are we going with this you know i think it's about time to wrap this up i think the ribs are almost here anyways i, I promised will we'd be done at six at six get it wrap it up yeah <laughs> yeah but do you want to drop us a verse oh my gosh you know what i was I, on the way over here i was like thinking like what if they asked me to rap no i'm not gonna rap for you <laughs> Give me one verse no, i don't i, I don't Lane, even have contort your voice in that special rap way you do you want? <laughs> no, no I'm not right. gonna do it. But well, you know what? If you want to hear, had I known you weren't gonna do it, I would have prepared something and I would have wrapped us the way out just to just oh. to show you up. If you, if you want to hear raps, go listen to my music on Spotify. Nice, nice plug, <laughs> nice plug. Josh. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it, brother. It's been ha- great having you on. Thanks, man. I, Kevin, I really look forward to smashing you on Ezekiel forty to forty eight. <laughs> 
He keeps saying that. <laughs> Sounds well, good. Well, it's in the Bible, well, and you've yet to answer. Kevin still has to record <laughs> episode three with us. Yeah, yeah, or sorry, line. part three with us, which is happening somewhere in the next two to five years. <laughs> Tell him he needs to learn and work and on his... And you'll be after that. <laughs> he needs to work on his English first. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you're blessed. Hope you learned something. Hope you enjoyed it. One of the two. I said three things there. What? <laughs> Sons right, of Thunder, out. boys. <laughs> <laughs>